Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Well, hey there, Sober Ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Confident Sober Women podcast. It's just me today. I am showing up here today to kind of round out the month that we've been having talking about shame. It's sort of a weird topic, right? It's not something that's all fluffy and fun, but it's an important topic because it can be a sneaky issue that comes in and we all have to deal with this. Even if you've been sober for a long time, life just brings opportunities for us to feel shame, right? And kind of sticks us in the rumble of life, if you will, where we have to make choices about how we're going to manage that. So this has been a really hot topic. I've had a lot of feedback about it, so much so that I decided to plan a specific event around it for our community because there's been a lot of people who want to dig into this a little bit more. So I'm having a Facebook workshop event on April the 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. If you're not in the Confident Sober Women Facebook group, you can jump over there and join. The link is below in the show notes. And you can request access to this workshop, say you're coming, and it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll just learn a lot together. It'll be a great interactive way for us to really dig into the real stories that you're telling yourself. And then how you can begin to what I call reparent yourself. So begin to change the things that you didn't get when you were younger and give that to your adult self today. So we're really going to dig into that April 5th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go over to the Confident Sober Women Facebook group and RSVP. You'll get all of the messages when you do that and updates on the workshop. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Today, I really want to dive in a little more to really taking responsibility for your own life as an adult. Something I say very frequently to my clients is one of the sad facts of of adulthood is that we literally are the only people who can take care of us, right? I say it's usually between us and our higher power. I choose to call that God or some sort of spiritual connection outside yourself that is taking care of you. Now, this doesn't mean we do life alone. Of course not. That's ridiculous. We all need help. We need support and connection. It just means that nobody is coming to take away the pains of life. Nobody is responsible for getting you to the gym to work out or for eating healthy or making your relationships more functional and fulfilling. Only you can do those things for yourself. As an adult, this is the reality. And so I want to talk a little bit about taking responsibility for yourself in adulthood and offer you a few of my favorite tips and tools for doing just that. So five ways to take responsibility for your life. So 
If you look up the term adult in the dictionary, it's defined as grown up, mature in age, size, and strength. The word means fully developed as a person. I'm sure each of us can identify a few adults in our lives that maybe don't quite fit the standard of fully developed as a person. I think I can count a few on my hand as well. I do want to say that, so like I already mentioned, that sometimes sad but very realistic fact that as an adult, you're responsible for yourself. You are answerable for your life. Things like gainful employment, paying your bills, keeping up with household chores, being honest and reliable. You are held accountable for the actions and commitments in your life. It's really all you. Again, we don't do this alone. We don't want to live in a vacuum. As human beings, we were literally created for connection. But when it comes to our lives, our goals, our our challenges, our hang-ups, and things we want to change, we're responsible for that. So some of you might be running for the hills right now, right? Thinking like, nope, I am not going to do it. And I totally get that. And so often I feel that way too. I mean, there are times when I have felt like so overwhelmed from the challenges of parenting and working and marriage that I have wanted to just give up. I have wanted to run for the hills, right? And say, I'm not doing this anymore. And often I have been one of those people. I can remember in my early sobriety days where I was still very much doing this, looking outside of myself for help and support. You know, I really believed that I wasn't going to be happy or content without other people sort of weighing in on my life or helping me to have those feelings. But the problem is, is that stuff almost always leads to disappointment and resentment. So when I say that you're accountable, I don't just mean for tasks like daily living things like cooking or caring for your kids or taking the dry cleaning. Of course, those things need to be worked out. But what I'm really referring to is your emotional accountability. Because of your experiences growing up, and maybe your own trauma history and recovery story, those irrational thought patterns and stories that you have about your life create dysfunction like people-pleasing, codependency, perfectionism, and lack of self-love. So what I'm really saying is your past or your trauma history is not your fault, of course. Of course it's not. But your life, your emotions, and fulfillment, that is your responsibility. If you're familiar with Mel Robbins, she's literally one of my favorite people right now. She always says, no one's coming. No one's coming to rescue you, to get you out of bed in the morning, to encourage you to go to the gym or write a business plan. No one's coming. I love that because it does help to realize that it's really about you. And again, it's not to create loneliness, although that might be a a byproduct in the beginning of this process. It is to create empowerment and to truly step into your own source of strength for taking responsibility for your life. Now, I know this news can feel shocking, and that's why I call it the sad reality of adulthood. No one said this life was going to be easy. In fact, it's a biblical principle that it's not going to be easy. 
And this in no way means that you carry on through life alone. I can't speak that enough. No way. We all need help along the way. You will need, you know, partners and therapists, coaches, friends, coworkers, people for love and support, of course. But they're all people too. And people make mistakes. People say hurtful things. People aren't careful with your feelings. And therefore, oftentimes, people disappoint. And in those split-second moments, you have a decision to make. Do I carry on with my life, do the things I need to to take care of myself, work towards my goals? Or do I let this disappointment form a resentment so deep it would swallow you whole? I have seen how the resentments women have from those disappointments can keep them in the dark for more years than they would care to admit. How their unknowing reliance on their husband for their own happiness has failed. How their continued seeking of parental approval or a boss's recognition kept them on the treadmill of despair. There comes a time for all of us, though, when we must understand at the most visceral level possible, you are the only one who can take care of you. You and your higher power. That's all we have. So it's time to stop blaming others for your bad experiences, for your failures and your sufferings. You become truly free when you learn to take personal responsibility for all of your choices, for the good and the bad. You are responsible for your life. I want you guys to stop waiting for others to solve your problems. Stop waiting for others to make decisions for you or to come in and rescue you. Of course, we want that sometimes. We crave it. We are in the pit of despair and we're looking up going, somebody, please help me. But be honest with yourself in all areas and admit fault when you make a mistake. Be brave enough to commit yourself every day to being more autonomous. Let me just say this. You're never going to feel like doing the things you need to do to move your life forward. Most likely, you're not going to feel like waking up earlier and having a strong morning routine and going to the gym or working out with your friends. You're not going to feel like listening to your child go on and on about the same story when it's well past your bedtime and all you want to do is scroll through TikTok. You're not going to feel like braving the wilderness with your partner on an issue related to finances. But we have to push past the feelings and get to this to the action. We have to do things even when we don't feel like it. Because when you do, sober freedom will be your life. And this is exactly what I do when I'm working with women one-on-one in the sober freedom transformation. It's an eight-week one-on-one coaching program with my signature program, of course, and support of our community. This is the work, guys. Okay, so I want to give you five ways you can take responsibility for your life starting today, right? I'm going to go through these, and then you can pause if you need to, if you're taking notes, or just come back to it whenever you like, and uh, maybe listen a couple times. So number one is make yourself a priority. This is a phrase I use on a very regular basis because really more often than not, women struggle with putting themselves first. They tend to think this is selfish, like they're not being a good wife or they simply don't feel they deserve it. In order to take responsibility for your life though, 
you have to feel worthy. So working on this worthiness mindset by consistently doing things for yourself every day over time will begin to chip away at this negative belief of yourself and begin to build confidence and trust in yourself. It's also impossible to give away anything from an empty tank. If you are not getting enough sleep, nourishing your body properly, and managing stress, you won't have much to give the other people in your life. And you certainly won't have anything left for yourself. I want you guys to remember that self-care is not selfish. Write that down. Put it in your brain. Self-care is not selfish. In fact, when you prioritize yourself, you will find you have more energy, more time, and emotions to manage all parts of your life. Number two, stop the blame game. Blaming is an easy way to take the heat off of yourself and avoid the pain that sometimes comes with personal responsibility, right? This isn't easy. I mentioned that earlier. So there is a growth opportunity here, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. Blame is a form of anger, but it's so harmful, and it prevents you from learning whatever lessons were meant for you in the midst of your struggle, Often feelings of guilt and shame then arise in the midst of mistakes or failures. And blaming others or situations allows you to temporarily soothe yourself. Instead, ask yourself, what is my part in this situation? This will help you get more information about what's really going on. When you begin to feel that discomfort or stress or anxiety, ask yourself, what is my part in this? Challenge yourself to really drill down further to get to the core beliefs as a route to self-improvement. I want you to remind yourself that all people are truly inherently flawed, right? And they're all suffering from the pains of growing up. All people are imperfect. Number three is don't internalize other people's opinions. You know what they say about opinions. Everybody has one, right? Very often, people in our lives have good intentions when they offer their opinion or advice, but they're projecting their own desires onto us. So I want you to remember you are responsible for your own life. When you are constantly living to appease others, to seek outside approval for your choices, you will feel like a prisoner in your own world. There is so much freedom when you have healthy boundaries and relationships not only to protect your emotions, but also to allow you to pursue the things you really want. Get really honest with yourself. Ask yourself, what is it I really want in each area of my life? What outcomes am I looking for? What are my personal core values and how can I live in alignment with them despite them being different from my family? I want you to become more protective of your time energy, and finances to help keep you on track. And number four is eliminate negative self-talk. Taking responsibility for your life means eliminating negative thinking patterns. Now, this is part of that major work I referred to earlier and a huge section in that sober freedom inner circle work because it is that important. These often start very early in life. They come from trauma, from our households, from school, and whatever other areas of our lives. 
Because when things happen to us, we tend to internalize negative words and beliefs about ourselves. And then those thoughts stick around through our lives and affect our relationships, our work, and most especially our confidence. But you have the opportunity to rewrite your story through reparenting and really good self-care. I know I talked about that a few minutes ago, and that's why I created that workshop because I want to dive into how you can, as an adult, give yourself what you need today. Negative thoughts lead to challenging problems like anxiety and depression because they interfere with your daily life and they affect your sleep, they prevent you from doing certain activities, and they maintain a super high stress level. But you can control your life when you learn about and change your negative thoughts. This is a huge, huge shift. Number five is plan your day. Nothing keeps you on track and helps you control your life like sustainable daily habits and routines. I want you to start to take a daily inventory of your time for at least a week, more would be better so that you can get a bigger snapshot of your actual time spent each day. And then look at how it's going. The more thorough you can be here, the better. I really want you to write down how much time you spend sleeping, commuting, watching TV, scrolling social media, working, time with family, etc. What are the things you're saying you want in your life, but you haven't made happen? Because once you have a thorough time inventory, then you can begin to see where these opportunities for change are actually in your life. If you want to work more on your body, you can add that into your morning routine. Can you do it at lunch? If you want to save more money for your Alaskan vacation, you can eliminate your daily Starbucks or weekly dinners out but you're not going to be able to really understand either of those areas unless you've done a thorough inventory of them and see the truth. Because we tend to grossly over or underestimate things in our lives when we don't have accurate data. I want to tell you that doing the same things consistently over time is how we get to huge transformation. So having solid daily habits and routines are the key to that. This is a huge part of the work. And again, this is the whole second module of the Sober Freedom Transformation. So if you're ready to dive into that, if you're like feeling what I'm saying, you're picking up what I'm putting down, I'll leave the link below and you can get a little more information. But so many people underestimate the importance of these things, these daily habits, doing the same things consistently over time really does change the neural pathways in your brain and creates the opportunity for your brain to trust you, to know that actually, yeah, she does what she says she's going to do. So I want you to stop letting life be something that happens to you, right? Stop that roller coaster or the hamster wheel. Stop the autopilot and start taking personal responsibility for your life. These are just five of the ways you can start to do that. Make sure you join me for the workshop next week. It's April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern in the Confident Sober Women group. If you're not in that group, jump over there now. Every month I have a different theme. We have lots of great topics going on and I share information just like this as well as the podcast episodes and I'd really love for you to be a part of it. Let's take control of our lives just one little day at a time and begin to have sober freedom. (music) 
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.